two. There it is. We are live on the Business Bros Podcast. Happy Monday. Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. You I don't know if you guys know this. I don't Wait, know if you guys know this, but I suck at interior design. So I'm glad that we got our show ready today. That's what we're going to be talking about, ladies and gents. Ham, hit the intro, baby. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Bros. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We're ready. Woo-woo. We're pumped. It's Monday. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Happy wow. Marathon Monday. It's a Marathon Monday for me anyway. We have a very special guest joining the pod today on our 501st Legion Whoa. episode. Shout out to all my Star Wars nerds who caught the reference. Okay. Well, if you're anything like me, you might be a 12-year-old stuck in a 36-year-old body. And your your idea of decorating is finding the coolest, most vintage Star Wars and Marvel posters to hang on your wall. That is not what our guest is going to do for you. Our guest today hails from Seattle, Washington, a town known for its connection to the arts, and our guest is no exception. He prides himself on building a company of storytellers and aesthetic curators. When it comes to your space and design, they go deeper than the walls and floors. This is a company you can trust because they know that your home is a place where memories will be, na- will be made, and with that knowledge, they design to envision the lifestyle that will be found beyond the surface. We're so excited to have this remarkable guest on the pod today. Joining us from the 2019 award-winning Casa Consult and Design, please welcome the 2019 Interior Design Innovator of the Year, Paul Trudel Pay! That's one I, hell I look of an at intro, him. He's huh, like, Paul? he's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I do need to hire you, I think, though, for to write all my copy on my website. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'll, you know, <laughs> sometimes people want to want me to just follow them around and like keep reading that. You know, you're the like, hype man, yeah. dude. You're the yeah, hype man. Seriously. Yeah, like every half hour or so. Hey, read that back to me real quick. Read that back. <laughs> I'm just gonna record that, and when I get clients, just send them that message. There you <laughs> go. Just you. Just you. Who am I working this with? Is what this I do. is who I'm working with. This is who I'm working with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the show, Paul. Thanks so much for joining us today, man. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. It's exciting. The energy is awesome. Awesome. Dude, we have fun uh, just putting on the show on a regular basis and getting to know some peeps. So uh, I want to know uh, a little bit about you. Tell me some stuff that uh, in the intro, something that uh, unless I know you personally, I probably don't know these types of things. But once I work with you, this is the type of thing that people connect with you. Um. I yeah, that's actually a good one. Um, I think the biggest one probably is uh, I do holistic design with WH, not H. Um, and so I look at like the whole person, the whole life, the whole everything, and sort of cater towards that. Um, I moved to San Diego in August of this just this past year, so I feel brand new to the area, and started working with a really good friend of mine, Cheryl Nichols, who is a global beauty and wellness expert. She 
uh, helped really create a lot of uh, Aveda, that product line. Um, and we started working on a fragrance uh, lifestyle aroma line where it would take chromotherapy, aromatherapy, some like crystal healing elements, and then infuse that into homes now. All right. I, so, I want to know, you're going to have to really break it down for me because yeah. I have like zero style sense. Like I wear the same shirt, not literally the same shirt, but it has the same logo, right? I have multiple colors. I wear it every single day. Um, you know, like I have zero interior design. I wouldn't know feng shui from holistic if, if it's slapping in the face, right? So help yeah. me break it down so that uh, listeners who, who, you know, maybe they don't have that eye can kind of yeah, get a yeah. glimpse at the way you see the world. For sure. So I, um, man, I just literally did an interview like this and now I feel like I should talking very spiritual because it was so intense. Um, but I grew up in a huge, huge, uh, Mexican family and it's parties and barbecues and it's super vibrant. So I think that really helped shape my eye that I see a lot of different textures. Um, and uh hues in color right like so all right when I first think, of all there's i don't think there's a such thing as a small mexican family right so <laughs> i mean <laughs> I you're right. yeah you're right yeah. but you're right but you're right the colors the colors and the textures they're all there i i, I feel you keep going and so like when when it goes to like a home i i don't know it's weird because like i'm just thinking like i keep looking at okay how do i explain my room right um, which I'm sorry we got to do in my bedroom, but I have a three-year-old and he's being crazy downstairs. So <laughs> this is where we are. Um, but like, you can tell like, yeah, not a lot of color, right? This is the same palette. But what I try and do then is say, cool, I need to switch it up with the texture. So like, if you're in the room, you'd actually be able to see like differences in all the shades of white, all the shades of brown. I use a lot of natural things. So a lot of wood and greenery. Um, and it does go back to like that upbringing of like, it's vibrant, it's full of life. And I don't know about you, like any Mexican home you've ever been into, I've been into, you can feel like love. You can feel mm -hmm. uh, recharged. You just feel good there. Um, and that's what I think home should be. So when I come home, I want the home to help me recharge, help me feel grounded, help me forget about the day and really be able to focus on family and myself. And that's what I look at design is like, how does it, if I'm in a bedroom, how do I stay calm? If I'm in the living room, how do I really evoke uh, conversation and like uh, elevated mood? It's really about finding colors and textures and layers of things to really create that lifestyle. When I started, it was real estate. So I was styling homes to be sold. And my education background in California, you guys uh, uh, do a lot with like design um, degrees. Mm -hmm. In Washington, we didn't have to do that. It was just like, you know, are you good at it? You can do it. And so my degree actually is in uh, marketing and PR, but I did a lot with a, um, a consumer psyche and buying habits. And it was a lot about how do people react to things? And so that's what I try and do is like in a room, how am I reacting to it? How does this make me feel? You know, it's funny because you, you, when you first started, you talked about having that new fragrance line and then you were going into, you know, the home and the Mexican culture. Like one of the things that really brings it back is the smell of a home, not just the, the design has a huge play to it, right? You walk in, you do feel that comfort. Um, you, you walk into a traditional Mexican home. There's a lot of vibrant colors. 
but what really gets me all the time is is some of those smells. You really kicks you back to, you know, what it was like growing up. And in, in the winter, the winter has a, a different smell than in the summer. The mm. different types of foods that you come in, but you always feel, you know, part of that welcoming feeling is the fragrance um, that that goes along with it. And uh, I, I recently, I well, not too recently because it's pre-COVID, but pre-COVID we'd go um, to Austin every every quarter to meet some of my uh, insurance partners. And the hotel that we walked into had this beautiful like sea fragrance when you walked in. It gave yeah. the whole it almost like it even though you can't see it, it mm. gives it it brings whatever you do see a little bit more to life. Yeah, right? it, it the so scent is the only um what are they called? Like taste, touch, scent, right? Like the senses. The only sense that's directly connected to your brain where memories are made. Every other sense that you have goes through different channels to get there. So scent is the number one you can use to actually imprint on someone. So by creating a space where you, that's why I say whole WH, like a whole person, I create the space so that it talks to the whole person, memory, heart, mind, body, and soul. So the scent has to go there because I need to create the memory. And like you talked about that uh, hotel, like, yeah, we do like, it's sea salts, right? And uh, I don't know. Um, like pomegranate or guava, like there's things that we can infuse in there. And with Cheryl's help, I we've started doing uh, aromatherapy. So then it's actually like essential oils that are known to help with these things. Like they, she's actually creating a medical line that will help with like uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that into the home fragrance because then it'll help people calm. It'll help people feel invigorated, recharged. Um, but you're right. Like if we create a space that speaks to everybody as a person, it's not just visual. Because th- there are going to be people like, it's not that if you're not good at design, you don't get inspired visually, but there are people that that's not their number one, the visual, right? And I then need to talk to them, maybe lifestyle for them, because they're more thinking about how do I practically use the function of the space? And mm-hmm. we have to touch on all, all of those parts to really then I think, I look at everything, even when I do my own design, how can I sell this? Like, I want to be able to sell this space. And you you must come across couples every once in a while that have completely different tastes. Like I, I can tell you right now, my wife and I like are complete opposite. I'm very modern, straight edge, like black, whites, grays, like, yeah. you know, like clean nothing around, very, you know, I don't know, push a button and something pops out the wall type look, yeah. right? But yeah. she likes to have, you know, that pop of color. She likes to have, you know, the the succulents that are out. She likes to have, you know, she she likes, I don't know, she's think she's, you know, we're looking at my bedroom wall and it's, you know, plain, but she wants to put like wood frame up and all up the wall and this gold color. And I'm like, dude, like it doesn't jive with me. How do you so, help like find a, a middle ground between couples like that? I would say that's like 95% of the clients that I help. Oh, cool. are couples so I'm not that, crazy. Yeah, you know, cool. <laughs> couples that do not like the same thing. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> there's always a chance. Uh, <laughs> um, I think what honestly helped me is so like the way that I broke into the home industry was through real estate. I became a realtor. And then I started working with uh, developers and builders. And then we started flipping homes. And so then I just mm-hmm. knew I had a really good style and that's how that sort of developed but in real estate it's the same thing right the husband wants like the modern contemporary like downtown townhome and the wife wants like this you know modern farmhouse 
in the country. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we find that space? Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been like on the top of a rooftop deck or in the backyard, sitting two couples down, talking them through their problems that have <laughs> nothing to do with real estate or design. And then we can get to the space. Cause like, I can tell you, I can go in and say, I have my clients fill out uh, like sort of a survey more in depth than what you see online, but like, give me your styles. And I take their styles. It's always going to be different. I just, that's all I need. I promise. I don't even need to talk to you to be able to design a space that I swear will, you're both going to love, but I have to sell it to you. So I need to involve you. So we talk, fight it out. That's really what ends up happening as we fight this out. And then I say, please just trust me. I'm going to send you a design and you can tell me if you hate it. And I <laughs> remake a 3D so, intense design. That's always what works. So you're a counselor, right? That's yeah, really... yeah no, seriously. I 100%. Dude, that, that, it's so funny that you, that you say that because, uh, you know, my, my background is in taxes. And one of the things that I came to grips with very early on was when I sat down with somebody, it was a therapy session. It was like, all right, what happened this year? And yep. everything comes out. We got divorced. We got married. Somebody died. Somebody was born. I bought a car. I sold a house. I mean, all kinds of different stuff. And it really, really comes down to just tell me the story. Let me hear what's going on. And let me pull pieces out of the story and create something for you. But yeah. I mean, that's that's got to be, you know, some... Dude, you must have some stories of like couples like really getting into some disagreements. Yeah, I've had people get divorced. Um, uh, they like, couldn't choose the, the right bed covers. Yeah, I know. No, I like thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, that wasn't not the case. But um, I mean, I the the most I don't know crazy one that I can even think of right now is we did meet a, a couple that I thought were a couple, and then when we got there. And they might have been a couple maybe when they first reached out. But when we got there, they were no longer a couple. And <laughs> um, the wife really, really wanted to make sure we knew how much of a not couple those people were. We were on the break! Dude, you know, I mean, that's not even like the half of it. I felt so... He obviously, whatever he did, they, she didn't go into too much detail. But she took every chance she could to make him feel so small <laughs> during that meeting. <laughs> and then I, I felt bad because you just could tell he did something bad because he just had to sit there and just take, and it, take it right and just take it. it. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, like I'm here to help. I am not a therapist, so I cannot tell you legally what to do. But um, yeah, like that's, <laughs> that's how that worked out. He ended up paying for even, I think, double what she originally wanted. So it, it all worked out. So she won <laughs> in, in one sense. She she won in this and in the divorce by far, <laughs> <laughs> and in the divorce. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. All right. Well, I mean, those are the types of funny things that happen when you come when you start a business, right? There's there's things that you expect, and then there are things you don't expect to happen. Uh, yeah. What was it like? You know, you you talked a little bit about getting started. How you you broke in through that real estate space. How did you decide to go in full on on consulting and design? Like that had to be that had to progress, and at some point you had to take a risk. Tell me that story. Yeah. So uh, real estate happened fast. Um, I always wanted to do real estate. I've been obsessed with homes, like you can tell, like just from growing up and being in that home. I talk about my family because. Uh, we lived in central Washington desert. So it was a pretty heavy, like uh, Mexican migrant farm worker. Like that's what my family were. Um, and 
every time I feel like really good and I want to think back home, what makes me feel good? It's always like my grandma and grandpa's house. They're, they live right next door to us. And yeah, I just, I loved that. And I wanted to do that more and more the more I grew up. So I got into real estate after like years and years and years of trying to beg people to do it with me. I am one of those people that could recognize if I just do this alone, at least in the beginning, I do it like 75%. Mm. But if I had someone there, I knew that I couldn't disappoint because it gives me too much anxiety. So I will do like 150%, right? So I found a, a friend at the time who would go in with me. We got into real estate and like first 10 weeks, we sold 10 homes. And um, it just blew up, honestly blew up. And uh, after I was in it for five years, which just ended last May, 2019, um, we had become like uh, preferred partners for Microsoft and, uh, you know, we're working with Costco and huge companies and had grown a team and that was going great. And the reason I mention it is because the progression for me for the design actually was from the get-go, I would say maybe three months into real estate, I started helping with staging just because we were, that's what you do when you are a real estate agent in the beginning. I don't have money to pay for a stager. Like I just take all of my furniture and you put it in the house. Um, <laughs> and, and so like, that's what we did in the beginning. And then people would ask like, oh, who's your stager? Hey, can I get the card? Um, and we took it as a compliment, loved it and kept doing it. And then we ended up buying supplies. The more money we made, we turned that into a business, but we were only doing it in house for our clients. And it wasn't until actually last year 2000 or actually fall of 2018 that we made it official to offer it to the public um so it was still like a we have a real estate company and a design company so it was still together when i decided to sell my real estate company in seattle um the sale finalized may of last year i had to sell the name as a brand and i took the um, design part because they were interested in that and so that then took me to California. And now for a year, I've just been focused on design. And then I do a, a business consulting, mostly for home industry Is people. Any reason why you left Washington and decided to come to California? I mean, aside from the beautiful weather we have here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the weather. It's um, you, you talk a, a little bit about the whole idea of like a person being whole. I actually started to realize that I didn't feel aligned anymore uh like i love real estate it's the number one thing i tell people to get into when anyone talks to me about what they should do with their life i think they should do real estate um but we have reached a level of success and then i think priorities changed right like we were growing up i when i started that i was like you know 28 i'm 35 now um I don't know, things just changed. When I started real estate too, I forgot to even mention, like the reason I even uh, decided to do it at that moment was it was the only thing I could think of that would make me enough money to adopt my son because it's expensive to adopt. And um, I wanted to do that. And then that happened and you know he's three now and yeah, priorities just changed. And I wanted to do something that I think made even a bigger impact. It was, I feel like you know I, we were a referral-based business for real estate and with design, it was because of design we became that way. And I, yeah, but so I, I love I feel, that part. I feel like when you describe real estate, uh, you like it because oh, it's I a means it. to yeah. an end. Yeah. But when you talk about design, that's a passion. And that's a hundred percent. That's a huge difference because mm -hmm. I mean, you can get up and do what you want to do in real estate, but the way you described it was, I kind of need an accountability partner to do that. And I feel yeah. like when you talk about design, it's like, 
I wake up and I'm just thinking about it. Like that's I, the first thing you all pop day, up. literally all day. I mean, I, I, this is bad because of COVID. So I hope people don't actually do this, but I am now changed my life to like, I start work at about, let's say like four thirty-five, and do dinner with my son while I'm doing something. And then I work till like two or three in the morning because he goes to bed at seven. So like that time is the best mm -hmm. time to work. And this is the only time I could actually think I could do this all by myself. I never have felt that way with any other career I had. I used to, you know, work for Microsoft and uh, doing recruiting and everything was like team, team, team. I need a team. Design, you're right. It's the only thing where I was like, this is a genuine passion. So I could do this alone all day long and still be happy. So do you get tired of like walking into like a home goods or like, you know, <laughs> into furniture place? Like they know you by first name or, yeah, you know. I mean, <laughs> I I wish I got tired. I do. I know, like I have a husband. Like he he is tired of any home anything, but um, I I yeah, I just love it too much. Like I love going in every back home. I you said know your name. They did. That was sad. But yes, they do know my name at those stores. Um, I haven't done that here yet. Like I was lucky. We got here and then COVID happened, so we just got like quarantined. So I haven't really got out. You got locked in. The moment you came to California, like, wait, you're not allowed to go meet people right now. We're gonna hit. We're gonna yeah. hit the. We're gonna pump the brakes. For sure. All right. Well, let give me a second. Let's pump the brakes right here. Hey, hey, here we go. We got Ham's insurance tip of the day, and today. 153010 what the heck does this mean so when i'm doing my initial interviews with customers one of the first questions that i ask is do you know what kind of liability limits you currently have the most common answer i get non do you want to guess full coverage i have full coverage <laughs> As an insurance agent, I know this is an opportunity for me to provide a valuable education. The term full coverage is a reference to coverage for your vehicle, so that if your vehicle is damaged, it can be repaired regardless of whose fault the accident is. But when you injure someone or cause damage to physical uh, property in an auto accident, the numbers 153010 tell you some very important details about your policy. So 15. Your policy will pay a maximum of $15,000 in bodily injury to any single person in the accident. So if a person has medical bills of $20,000, guess what? You're stuck with the $5,000 difference. 30, that's the most that your uh, policy will pay for all bodily injuries to all persons involved in the accident. So if three people have injuries of $12,000, nine year the math was, how much is that? That's thirty six. $36,000, you'll have to pay $6,000 out of pocket. And that last number 10, your policy will pay separately from bodily injuries, $10,000 for damage to physical property other than your own. These are the state minimums here in California. And in my opinion, not recommended, especially if you're a home or a business owner. So do yourself a favor, get your policy reviewed by a pipeline insurance agent to make sure you're covered for all of your needs. 877-928-9994 and follow me on Twitter at insurancebroham.
Man, I teach that to my high school kids. Per person, per accident, property damage. That's how I always tell Ooh. it to them. 10, 15, or whatever, whatever, all these <laughs> little numbers. But, I mean, they mean stuff. They mean stuff. All right. So uh, it's time for us to play a little game. I've gotten to know you for a whole whopping 23 minutes. Uh, oh. So I want to know two truths and a lie. You ready? Oh, man. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. I can see Paul stressing on the other side. He's just going to throw three things here, right? Yeah. And, we, and you three totally things. dropped it on him. You, you I not, did totally like, drop it. I can already him. tell. You're going to just pick it. I'm, pr- I'm telling you. First of all, that's absolutely liar. true. That's absolutely true. That's because I'm awesome at the game. I'm just throwing it out there, right? Uh, James, not so much. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Hey. All right, so, I think you have more victories than I do. I think I do too. All right, here's how it works. You're going to tell me three things. You're going to tell us three things. One of them is going to be a lie. Two of them are going to be truths. And James and I are going to decipher or cipher or how do you say that? Like decide. What, what does Sherlock Holmes? What does Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes do? Like he uh, detective. He, uh, Nah, he's a detective. Nah, it'll come back. (laughs) Anyways, uh, we're going to figure out based on our conversation that we had with you whether uh, these things actually happen or not. Okay. Go for it. Okay. 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 Um, Let's see. Uh, I had a dog, or my first dog, sorry, was named Princess. I am, um, I'm thinking hard because I'm trying to think of all these truths um that i have for you (laughs) um but like okay first dog's name was princess my second dog name was pedro and uh my first job was at a car wash okay there's more fun good ones i need a (laughs) drink or something (laughs) it's all good it's all good so he went with two uh with two dogs right Mm -hmm. oh by the way Sherlock Holmes deduces. Deduces. Oh, deduces. That's, what That's what it is. Right. Yeah, I, I knew it would come back to me. I knew it would come back to me. <laughs> that other right, uh, so let's see if I can deduce the lie here. Let's see. Deduce uh, the lie. Two dogs. Two dogs and a car wash job. Now, uh, as a teacher, when I'm teaching kids how to take multiple choice tests, usually the lie or the false answer lies between the two similar answers. So we got two dogs here, and I'm going to just take a practical guess based on that logic alone that one of those isn't true. Hmm. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with Pedro. Pedro also. Seriously? Oh, no, you're wrong. No. <laughs> it was the car wash? Was it the car wash? The car wash. I thought you I was listening to you and thinking like, oh, see, you the two the two and the one in between, the one that didn't match. I was like, oh, you got it. No, no, I actually, know you meant in testing, it's the ones that it's between the two that are the same, like that very close. One of those is, is the see, this is, is why I also was not a good student. Like I'm just not good at this. <laughs> He's like, I would never want to work at a car wash. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I wasn't a good student because I threw a book at my teacher. So you know. that's true. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> so you did have Princess and Pedro then? Yeah, we had uh princess was this little uh black dog i forgot what kind she was we always got like a mutt you know there's always mutts everywhere you're mexican that's what we do that's, what, that's yeah. how we roll 
And then we went to California to visit um, our tío Andres, and he we got a call from our cousin who took care of the dog, and the dog died oh. because I'm pretty sure they ran over him. <laughs> and they buried them. they threw him in the trash. Yeah. See? Yes. See? Go I ahead, James. I, I know what you want to I, say, I, man. I know what you want to say. Yeah. Come look, on, man. <laughs> look, I'm not even gonna say it, but dude, okay, look. Maybe it's a Mexican thing, dude. We love our dogs, but for yeah. some reason when they die, we we literally treat them like trash. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I haven't dude, when we were a kid, when we were kids, we had this dog. Uh, who was it? Was it Indy or Chico? Chico. I don't it remember. Chico. It, was it was Chico, Chico right? It was Chico. So Chico had this infection. Pretty and sure my dad, we buried Indy. Yeah, yeah, we did bury Indy. <laughs> but did. Chico had this infection, and my dad wanted to, you know, we couldn't afford to take the dog to the vet. We we're like, just like you're describing, like we got Chico because somebody's dog had puppies, and so that's the <laughs> yeah. dog we got, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my dad put like iodine drops on there, like to to keep him from, oh. you know, try to try to make sure. Well, apparently it poisoned him. One day we come home from church and I'm like, Chico, and I see Chico in the corner and I'm like, dink, dink, go to touch him. And he's like stiff. And I'm like, oh, man, exactly. That's hilarious. So, so we go inside, you know, I tell my dad and uh, a little while later, Chico's, Chico's gone. And I'm like, what happened to Chico? I, normally with other dogs, he buried them. And well, Sure enough, my dad threw him in the trash. I was, crazy. We didn't know that till later, but uh, and I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying yeah. it happens, right? It happens. Yeah, it does happen. Get rid of the uh, evidence. Get rid of the evidence. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so funny. So funny. Uh, yeah, oh, dogs. Man, I can't believe I won. I feel bad You did for good. You, you did I good. I think I do. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've been Wait, actually, I have a soundtrack for that. <laughs> for the win? That's right. You you have a, all right. Uh, you've been in business for quite some time, so I wanted to know if you can give us some advice. If you go back and talk to your younger version of yourself or, or young people getting into the same real estate space, I know you talked about that you usually say that, uh, you usually tell them to get into real estate. What advice would you give somebody getting into the business? I think, like, what I've learned, um, it was 2014 uh, that I got into it. What I learned is the most crucial skill, I guess, that I picked up that's helped me with every business that I've done since then um, is networking. Like, if there's one thing I think that people should do, and like uh, with my consulting, I'll just go in and teach uh, realtors how to build teams. That's what I teach them is like, we need your team to build networks. Because the network is the one way that no matter what's happening in the market, what's happening outside, the network keeps me afloat. Like the network saves you. The network is the reason that you can last. Like I moved to San Diego, knew nobody, and randomly got connected to um, uh, Jesse Wright from San Diego from, Real Producers. Yes, Jesse's uh, awesome. And, I love Jesse. I was on the cover of uh, Seattle Real Producers, and so I'd gone to their party. Like uh, Then I went to Jesse's party, and I was blown away. I had to write her a letter afterwards because it was so amazing. Um, and just that, right, that little connection, 
I started meeting other people and like through this, I, you can, you, you have my website, you should go to it. I promise they will update it soon because it's been a year and I haven't. Um, but I need to make that new website live. These realtors and business people in San Diego have all been referrals. So my business for a year has just literally been afloat because of referrals. And it's because of networking. Networking makes everything happen. So big shout out to Jesse. She was one. She was on my show really early on, um, wow. when I don't know in the you know hundred and something episodes way back when, uh, and she is uh, one of the coolest people I've ever met. Uh, her her I have yet to go to a party because we haven't been part of the Real Producers Magazine. But everybody yeah. I talk to that goes to those things loves it. Right? Everybody has. Well, it's certainly more enjoyable than my average day. Damn right it is. Right. So, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Having that network uh, and knowing some people in the space, it, 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 that's what it's all about. And we've uh, the only reason why we would have met Jesse and, and some of these other people that we've had on the show over the 300 episodes we've done is because I, like you believe in the power of networking, the, the, having a podcast for Did us, you say 300 over 300 people we've interviewed. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. 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 You were talking like, about episodes? I was like, yeah, yeah we did over 500 episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 300 people okay. that we've interviewed. All right, and, all right, uh, I'm off now. But each and every single one of them, right? That's that's a, that's somebody that I met that I never would have known. Like, now I know you, Paul. Like, if I ever yeah. need anything, I know who I'm going to reach out to. And it's because of the podcast, right? And and having that network is is powerful. Your network is truly your network. And I think, like, especially with things like, any type of sales, right? Like, mm -hmm. so insurance, real estate, design, whatever it is, we get taught a lot of like cold call, do the door knock, do whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it's rare. I'm sorry. Like I've literally coached a lot, a lot of realtors. It is fucking rare that they know how to do that naturally and feel authentic where a client's going to respond to that mm -hmm. rare. And so I say like, then don't do it. Don't stop wasting your time cold calling. Stop wasting your time because you're going to suck at it if you don't, if you just generally are not going there. But networking, every one of us does it. Even when you think you're not good at networking, you actually are because you can talk to people. If That's the only thing. If you cannot talk to people, then we can talk about another technique. But if you can talk to someone, you can network. Even if you're weird, even if you don't like to talk to people at parties and you stand in the corner and maybe want one, then I can teach you how to pick the right one. And you talk to that one and don't talk to anybody else, right? Like networking to me is like the one thing I used to always say, actually, which is stupid for the first four years of my career, I would tell people like, oh, you're going to use, you're going to talk to my business partner. That's the networker. I'm, I'm not it. <laughs> and then I realized like, no, what am I doing? I am. I just was doing it in a different way. Cause like, I wasn't going out there like, Hey everybody, I'm here. Like party started. I'm not Jesse, right? Jesse is like the party is there. Jesse shows up. But I, tr I, my networking is maybe more quiet or it's, it's who I am, but it works. And those people come to you. And like you said, the minute I know someone and I know, Hey, this is what you do. It's so much easier for me to start referring you. It's oh, rare. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just think like that's, that's what it's about. I think if people focus that more when they start a career, they'd actually last. Agreed. Agreed. To maintain. Yeah. You worry that you're the only one that is quirky. You're the only one that is shy. You're the only yeah. one that doesn't know how to talk. Truth is you will find your tribe. Like you go to these things and there are other people like you, you will connect, you will find a way. Um, even if you're sociable, so, like 
I remember when we first started this whole podcast, we went to uh, the Big Block Christmas party the very first year that we did the podcast. And nobody knew who we were. The intention was, let's go find some people and see if we can get some guests on the show. Uh, and and James had this weird revelation about me. He's like, because I, would, I wouldn't mind having a conversation. I can hold a conversation. I struggled with initiating the conversation. So yeah. James was my wingman. And at the end, we left the party. Uh, and he was like, dude, I never knew that about you. I go, I don't know what it is. Like, I have a hard time, you know, starting it. Once it started, you can't get me to be quiet. Like, I'm, I'm good. I can, I can hold my own. Um, and I've improved since then because of the podcast. But, uh, but early on, like, it's just like you said, there are other people that are like that too. Sometimes it's just standing next to somebody and, and, you know, being there for a little bit and they're like, oh, nice shoes. <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's it. And it for starts sure. from there. It's something as simple as that. But that one network thing, and that ability to to talk to people that's that's key i i will say like one thing that i was blown away by being here in san diego is i went to that party just as a, a friend right like so i'm not part of a real producer at all it was a friend of a realtor and it was the one one event i've ever been to in my entire career that was home focused that people came up to me and introduced like san diego there's something weird in the energy here where people are friendly, like like legit friendly, honestly, like not even in a weird way, like you're trying to steal from me later. Like, you, like <laughs> they're like, real, like they just want to meet you because they don't know you or they haven't seen you before. It's it's the sun, dude. We get a yeah, lot of fun. I mean, we got to spread that same sunshine. <laughs> but it's cool. Like, like that, that event, I swear, like I talk about it all the time because I've never been in a space where I networked and people would just come and say hi. Ne never once in my career. So like kudos, I love love it down here. <laughs> kudos to real producers. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jesse's kicking some butt. All right, uh, last little segment here. All right, I want to know what your experience was on the Business Bros podcast. You've been on a couple different podcasts in the past. Um, you know, how did we fare up? Did I uh, put too much pressure on you? You know, what was your experience like? It was good. It was good. I um, I've watched your guys's podcast. I recently started uh, a podcast of my own, um, but it's because actually your guys's was really fun and engaging and natural conversations. Like uh, I like that showing up and not having like the script that I pre filled out. You know. Um, and I like it when conversations can go wherever they want. So like, to me, it's like, this is just a conversation, like with a friend for what, 38 minutes. I, it feels like 10 to be honest. And it's been 38. So it's been awesome. Nice, man. I, and we enjoyed having you on the show too. It's been, uh, it's been a real pleasure. I mean, Again, you're you're one of those. You seem like one of those genuine dudes. And yeah, you're right. You don't have a lot of color in the back. But when we make that image big, you can see the textures. Like you, yeah. you, got, you got some, you got some style there. Uh, I look forward to to meeting you sometime in the in the near future. I know COVID's kind of preventing us from doing a lot of that right now. But uh, I figure we're gonna be around a, a lot of the same circles. And uh, you are now part of the Business Bros family. So love it, love it. I'm happy to be part of it. And if, of course, if you ever need help with any of your podcast stuff, let me know. I'd love to show I, you, show I'm you about some ropes. To, don't worry. I literally was like, <laughs> before this came on, I was like, I think before I booked this, I was looking at it and I was like, God, I need to like talk to these guys. I don't know what 
happening. <laughs> so, well, we'll show you. We'll show you what we do and uh, put you, point you in the right direction. Give you a few uh, pointers uh, and and get you podcasting like a pro. Dude, love it. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. So much energy. Dude, we had a blast. Ham, that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, wait, let's uh, let's make sure. I want to make sure we took the the website off. But if you guys are interested in talking to Paul, uh, find him on Instagram, casa.consult.design. Uh, check out. I'm sure your Instagram is packed full of pictures and and uh, you know all the different stuff that you've that you've put together. His website yeah, yeah. <laughs> will be getting updated here soon. Know, so, you know, a little bit of pressure does, goes a long way, but check his stuff out. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got for you guys today. Paul, thanks again, man. No, thank you, guys. Have a great one. Peace. See ya. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.